The hunt for treasure continues. The gold is still out there. Let's learn a thing or two. Content, you're good. Like today, Thomas. Welcome back to the Two Top Podcast. Welcome back. Matt, we're here and we're... We got a story to tell. We have a story to tell of a mystical quest that at the end holds treasure a real life treasure hunt matt actual treasure it's matt, out there matt what are we talking about today forest fen's notorious hidden treasure forest fen is quite a guy i mean i mean we have to explain it first forest fen he was an individual first he was a pilot in um or, or, or i'm sorry um vietnam yeah he was a pilot in, in the vietnam, air force and then afterwards I think he flew like 100 missions or something. He flew, okay, in the span of 365 days, one year, he flew, I will tell you, um, it's a crazy statistic. 365 days, he flew 328 combat missions in one year. So that he, shows that he's a pretty good pilot if he flew that He was much. a very active pilot. Yeah. But also on his journeys and as he went around, he collected a lot of not really treasures, but he became an archaeologist, a real-life Indiana Jones. Artifacts. Artifacts. And art. Art and artifacts. So over time, he's just amassed this collection, and then after the war, he kind of went back to his roots in the Rocky Mountain area where he grew up and spent his life, and yeah. he actually opened up a museum for all these artifacts and oddities that he's found over the years. These include things all the way back to the Ming Dynasty Native American uh, memorabilia. He even has Sitting Bull's peace pipe is one of the items he holds. That's crazy that he has collected that much stuff. And it seems like once you start collecting, you get a huge collection. More things come and come. And he seems like he's mighty fine at finding things. Now, the thing about Forrest Fenn, though, is at one point he was growing older and he actually got diagnosed with cancer. Terminal cancer. Terminal, gonna die cancer. And... He luckily he survived, and through his struggle and this survival story, he kind of had a new thought about life and new appreciation for the life he was living. So he decided to take some of his prized possessions, and he put them in a small box, around like six by six by ten. I picture like a lunchbox. Yeah, lunchbox. Metal size lunchbox. If of, you've seen one, it's a 13th century bronze box. Almost and like a 13th century lunchbox. He hid it somewhere in the Rocky Mountains, and he wrote a book. And at the end of the book, there's a poem leading to this treasure. There are clues riddled throughout the poem. And it's no simple treasure. It's We're talking millions of dollars. There's artifacts from the Ming Dynasty. There's emeralds. There's, rumor has it, golden nuggets the size of eggs. Can you imagine? That's that's a lot of money. So, this poem that he put at the end of his story, which was from the book, Matt, help me here. Oh, The Thrill of the Chase. The Thrill of the Chase. In 2010, the book Which came is kind out. of a, a memorabilia about himself. And it's an autobiography, essentially, about his, his treasure hunting and collecting. Which is important to what we're about to say, because this poem has nine clues that will lead you to the treasure and well here's the poem as i have gone alone in there and with my treasures bold i can keep my secrets where 
and hint of riches new and old. Begin it where warm waters halt, and take it the canyon down, not far, but too far to walk. Put in below the home of Brown. From there it's no place for the meek, the end is ever drawing nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down your quest to seize. But Terry Sant, with marvel gaze, just take the chest and go in peace. So why is it that I must go and leave my trove for all to seek? The answers I already know. I've done it tired and now I'm weak. So hear me all and listen good. Your effort will be worth the cold. If you are brave and in the wood, I give you title to the gold. Now that, it's a good poem. And you know what's even better? It's a poem that leads to treasure, Matt. So I'm picturing us sitting in our high school English classes years ago, analyzing poetry. This poem matters, Thomas. Let's analyze it. Let's analyze it. So <laughs> let's start from the beginning. Forrest Fenn kind of speaks the first stanza is kind of he's talking about himself but if we want to start where people theorize the story starts is begin the first line of the second stanza begin it where warm waters halt what does that mean people have been talking about the wwwh forever because it's rumored that if you can get to the first two clues you're within hundreds of feet of the treasure already he says some explorers have been within 200 feet i don't know how yeah. he could tell but i guess that means if they got that first clue that means it's within it has to be so i'm sure people have analyzed that area with metal detectors and everything right they would have to have well he has given us before we go into our theories about what these words can mean we have been given some hints from forrest Fenn himself the first clue is it's between 5,000 and 10,000 feet in elevation. So that narrows our space down. We know it's in the Rocky Mountains. He also discussed that it would be wet, which means it's along a waterway of some sort. And then also he said that if you were there, you'd be able to smell pine in a sequoia or something. It was, um, it was another type of tree. Come on, Mr. Landscaper. I don't have a connection. I had it up. He actually, it, he made a mistake. He said pine nuts or something like that or pine barrels, but it was just pines. Right. So that, um, and actually that fact where those two plants cross narrows down the area by like 99%, yeah. which is pretty crazy. And maybe he was just saying that because he envisions being in the woods, you just smell those type of things. Right. But maybe that doesn't actually mean those plants are there. So it begins where warm waters halt. Now, what could that be? Well, I'm going to give a bunch of general theories before I go into my personal one. Matt, let me know if these are any of yours. Probably. We probably um, share some. Well, first off, it's believed to be either in Montana, Wyoming, Idaho. No, Montana, Wyoming. New Mexico. New Mexico and Colorado yep. is the four states it could possibly be due to Rocky Mountains and the location. I'm personally leaning a little bit more towards Yellowstone. North. North. Yeah. Because it's north of his place in New Mexico. Yeah, he says specifically north of Santa Fe. 
so anywhere above that and Yellowstone is one of the the biggest locations that that comes to mind and and all the treasure hunters have been already exploring so some things about warm waters hole what could that mean well where warm water is no longer warm or we can get even more scientific in a sense with it highway 212 rides through waterstone uh, yellowstone and what is 212 matt it's the boiling point of water i saw that theory that's one Which of the is, big ones out yeah. there yeah um there's also the boiling river and some a bunch of rivers around that area with fire-ish sounding names and then there's also um around the it's actually more in new mexico is this theory but there's a a geographical location where the trout that's what i was gonna get into because he was a an avid fisherman he was an avid fisherman and fish for trout and trout know where the warm waters halt because they like cool water so they won't go past the straight so it's a line so if he's a fisherman he obviously knows that that helps my theory out but also after that you then take the canyon down so wherever this warm water is there must be a canyon nearby but remember it's not far but it's too far to walk so it's somewhere that you must drive towards and it's a distance but not too far of a distance because remember this was an 80 year old man who put this treasure somewhere so it kind of you begin to narrow your search a little bit so i think we're kind of beating around the bush matt let's get into our theories first off i think the poem is a bit misleading everyone has asked questions like can you give us clues mr forrest fenn and he's like no i've given you enough i think a better question would be what clues in this are are not phony but throw you off because i feel like there's a lot of fluff in there you think there's some MacGuffins? i do think so i do think there's something that we're missing or misinterpreting because he does say four of the nine hints have been solved but we don't know we don't know which ones yeah and if if people knew they could narrow it down like each clue narrows it down drastically so you know a lot of people think it's in a lot of private land actually which also makes me think about Forrest's history being an Air Force pilot. He's kind of maybe a daredevil to some degree, and boundaries maybe don't mean anything to him. He has stated that it is located in a, a wood, woods somewhere. Yeah, not in the open. There's actually uh, arguments that like if you were to find it in Yellowstone, it might be confiscated by the federal government. Because it's, it's national grounds. They have rights yeah. to it, which is very interesting. And why would Forrest put it there? Right, because he didn't read the fine print. <laughs> maybe. Maybe <laughs> Forrest can't go back on his word. Maybe. That he put the treasure out there, but he's like, oh. But, Matt, since your theory, I think your theory is going to be taking us to New Mexico area, if I'm correct. Well, my first theory was around the New Mexico area where the warm waters halt where he would fish. Um specifically in a small little part of the park but i did go up north to wyoming the large portion of yellowstone is in wyoming that's and i really think it is there that's where i think as well and my theory is there's a creek there called the Firehole creek where warm waters halt at the edge 
of this creek it then splits into two different two different waterways and one of the waterways is the Madison River which heads through a canyon so you go down the fire creek the fire hole creek and then you turn down into this canyon of the Madison River you're still on a waterway it's still wet you if you walk too far you'll leave the canyon but if you kind of walk along it you'll eventually come to Hebson Lake which is where the brown trout are natively found the home of brown brown trout yes that's interesting so that's as far as I really got with that theory because then it goes into there's no place for the meek um, not quite sure what that means and there's no paddle up your creek which I think might be I was thinking it would be a river that you could go down one way but you couldn't go back up the other I feel like it might be a dried riverbed oh. a part that shoots off no paddle up your creek because if there's there's, there's a creek no but there's no paddle you don't have any water to paddle up and there are plenty of dried especially if it's in like a little canyon interesting now I did see uh, I did see a theory that I didn't come up with my own but it's just too perfect to be ignored uh, when you were researching did you ever come across it's actually on uh, fensclues.com is where I saw it it's called Kerwin the frog is this theory no so in Kerwin Wyoming is where people think the treasure is laid because it's just too too perfect so let me just read you a little thing about it so Kerwing, Wyoming is an interesting place but it holds everything we need to this poem within a couple yards of each other in Kerwing, you will find all sorts of names of the poem you will be by the woods wood river which is in the wood you'll be at the base of brown mountain in the brown basin the home of brown there's uh, there's features like the double omega which is something of valuable to these treasure hunters I'm not too sure what that means so double I'm not going to go into it there's spar mountain which is the w spar is the origin of the word a long piece of wood like a paddle so like no paddle up your creek but also Kerwing is a ghost town no plagues for the meek and the end is ever drawing near and it also be a mining town, which is where the heavy loads come in. Yeah. Everything's coming together on that theory. It's in Wyoming. Yes. It's right outside Yellowstone. The thing is, though, like every mining town in the Rocky Mountains could be, is a ghost town these days anyway. So how accurate can it really be? Can I give you my specific theory? Yes. Now let's hear what you got. Have you read about the Lamar Ranger Station? Yes. At all? I came across it, but I I wasn't... It seemed too niche almost, but explain it to the viewers. I'm going off less of a, a technical clue basis and more of a kind of knowing fence personality basis because he said this is where he wants to be laid to rest. Yes. Have you heard that in interviews? This place, just looking at... Um, the Google satellite view, 
it's a beautiful landscape and seeing pictures of overlooking these mountains and it he has said specifically in interviews that you can see the woods the mountains um a creek you know in this beautiful resting spot so i picture this is where it is the lamar ranger station he can go to the station and actually historically he used to spend time there because he was a member on the board of the rangers which means he has connections to that area and he understands the landscape there was a mr brown that would stay there also home of brown so maybe during like one summer it was the home of mr brown he came to visit him a bunch now i know there are many you know facts about Forrest being old and how capable he can be of hiking but he he was an adventurous man he was an adventurous man so i figure he's pretty fit so he can go up that kind of slope that elevation do you remember what the elevation was Five thousand to ten thousand. Five thousand to ten thousand. This this area falls within that range. I definitely think he could have driven a car up a trail pretty far because this area, specifically looking at this satellite view, it's pretty open. It's almost like plains, right? Until you get up to a higher altitude with a bunch of trees. He could have walked right down into one of those. He like, could have driven up passes. and then walked right into a little valley here. There's a couple. If you go specifically over to Druid Peak. Um, this area is extremely scenic and also this area faces west and in the poem there's a specific line that says if you've been wise and found the blaze you can quickly look down and people think that means like look off a rock look off a cliff whatnot there is a cliff over here at druid peak i think the blaze refers to maybe like a sunset out there well he describes the blaze to be something white I've heard that they think it might be white, but I don't know if that was ever confirmed. So it could either be a white rock, a, maybe it's a piece of quartz, or even s- even a birch tree or something. Yeah, a white birch tree or the bark of it. That, there's so many vague clues, and you can't ignore the fact that maybe someone has already found the treasure and has not said anything, but Fenn himself has said that no one has found it. I wonder if Fenn ever looks looks and sees if he if does someone's gonna him. follow him right right and it would it would give it away especially if it's capable for a 80 plus year old man to find a treasure right right so i don't know people have died searching for this treasure that's the issue four people have reported deaths due to actually the reason we know that it's not underwater is because someone drowned while trying to find it and fen just came out and said hey it's not underwater. It's not explicitly, underwater. yeah. Cuz there is it its value is high enough that people are genuinely putting their lives into it some people, like moving out to the rocky areas. They move to those areas. I mean, Matt, one day if you end up doing that cross country cross country lifestyle, might as well spend a look. 100%. This is on my list. I'm going to go through there. I'm going to do a, a trip from Florida all the way up to Alaska, and I'll cut right through the middle of the four corners, you know, the states, and go to Yellowstone and hopefully in Wyoming. I think Wyoming. That's where I would search first. Even though it's in Yellowstone, I don't think those rules matter to Fenn at all. It's no. like if you find a treasure. Because there have been a couple controversies where the FBI has investigated Fenn for artifact looting in um, the four corners area, and they have actually seized items from him. So he's like a notorious treasure hunter. I mean, treasure hunting's not... He doesn't care business, too much right? about the law. No, the law kind of comes second to Finn. Treasure hunting is first. So, But this is supposed to be a family fun, safe thing to do, yet people have died. So who knows well, what his standards yeah. are of fun, you know? People have died because they've also... They haven't been the... 
in a sense the brightest you know you whenever you go on a camping trip or a trail especially in a place like Yellowstone with bears and all sorts of creatures and rough elevations you know you have to let people know where you're going where you expect to be when you come back and you need to be adequately prepared also Absolutely. with gear bear spray whatnot bear spray is real and it does work so yeah Invest. and if you come across an angry bear you know better to have bear spray or something you said you also had another theory about the trout down south north of um new uh santa fe um let me tell you the exact park and this is a this is a very common theory if I go down south here to New Mexico, he says north of Santa Fe, and actually Fenn's um, gallery is in Santa Fe. So I feel like that's kind of his final home if he plans on laying rest there, you know? Right. He so maybe he wants to die he's near weak. it. He's weak now. No place for the meek. Um, the specific forest is there's the Red River that goes through the um, Towski Valley. Um there's a little mountain range and there's a little Costilla Peak in New Mexico. And right there, it's a very heavily wooded area. And there are a bunch of trout fishing rivers in that area. There was one more park that I can't think of the name. I'm sure if we read the book, we'd learn a lot about That's on my uh, list to read while I travel, actually. But it's a shame that I'm going to be out of the country and I can't actually go search for the treasure. No, it's like when I'm reading it here, I'm just wondering, man, how about I just end my summer with a, a little week trip to Yellowstone, you know? Yeah, just a week-long treasure hunt. I have some ideas around there. Other people have some ideas around there. But being here, I can't I can't solve it. I have to go there, and I have to see it for myself. And, hey, I've never been to Yellowstone. I've always wanted to go. Maybe Neither this is I. a good excuse. That's the goal of Fenn, to get people out and – Wilderness. That's like a, a byproduct of it. Yeah, that is something I wanted to kind of like round it all out. Fen really was, I mean, he still is. This treasure, in a sense, it's, yeah, it's treasure. It's for people to find and, in a sense, get rich. But it's more about getting people outside. It's and That for, it does. That it's it not does. like a puzzle where people can find out the coordinates. It's more more Robert Frost than Einstein, you know? I mean, for goodness sake, there's a poem, like a very beautiful poem describing the wilderness, kind of like actions that you can do through the woods that like inspires a naturalistic approach to this. And he decided to do this when he was terminally ill, when he thought he was going to die from cancer. End and of he life didn't. crisis. And this made him appreciate nature more. And by creating this hunt for this treasure, in a sense, he has created a drive for people to go outside. And it's worked. And I think that alone is the best treasure of them all, Matt. Getting outside <laughs> Being in outside. nature. I mean, you're outside every day, but. I would like to be outside searching for treasure. How yes. cool is that? Tre looking for treasure is a little better. When I think of Forest Fence treasure, I think about the future of Forest Fen's treasure. I also think about Fen. He says it's specifically out there, and it's it's been hidden for years now. It's been years, and it hasn't been found, supposedly. I think Fen, when he's laid to rest, he wants to be buried out there nonchalant. Maybe he's going to hold the chest and be buried with it. Some Indiana Jones. You uncover, there's the skeleton of Fen holding this treasure chest. I think that's 
maybe a theory that the tre- treasure chest isn't actually hidden yet. I just think someone's going to... The idea of it is. We're going to find it a lot sooner than he thinks. He said it might be decades before people find this treasure. He's confident, too. But if someone's been around within 200 feet of it... If you can just find where that one point is, where 200 feet, kind of that area to search, metal detectors, whatnot, use technology, Thomas. We'll find it. One day. You and I? You and I. I think... It would actually be a great adventure. I really want to go up to Yellowstone anyway. I, I'm i big nature guy. I went camping in Assateague last weekend. It was wonderful. It felt good to be outside, right? It felt good to be outside on the beaches. There was wild horses. Wow. And, like, being in the city as a student, I'm itching. Itching to just get a little greenery in life. So maybe a trip to Yellowstone is somewhere in my future. But who knows? For now, we will just be making two top podcasts this was only in a sense one topic but we both came at it with our own approaches they're two different two different theories of thought yeah i think in wyoming that's I, where i'm gonna leave it yeah i also think in wyoming yeah but, the lamar ranger station anywhere around there i think i think fen had some adventures there that's where it has to be final theory but hey look at it yourself maybe god maybe this is your excuse to go see yellowstone or the rocky mountains but for now this is all we're leaving you with and we hope you enjoyed and we'll see you guys next time on another two Two topics this was two top an independently created and run podcast created by thomas lance and matt berg music this episode comes from lee rosevere for more info about this week's episode visit us at twotoppodcast.com for general inquiries and feedback send us an email at twotoppodcast at gmail.com see you next week for another two topics